Already been said, don't need the please when we got the proof. We be on our knees when we raise the roof. Cause we got the one pop mix up flavor. We got the funky Jesus blazer. No equal, diverse people. Come get it now, won't be a sequel. None of that mumbo jumbo. Give me that hip hop funk song. Give me that funky Jesus music. Give me that soul
Good morning. Just want to pray before we begin. And so, Father God, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you, Father, that this is Mother's Day. God, it's a special day that we honor mothers. And God, we just thank you, Father, that we're all special in your sight today. God, we just worship you. We honor you today, God, and we just believe we receive your will being done and your kingdom coming in this service in Jesus' name. Good. You are good to me. 
Worshiping for his goodness with a cry of praise, my heart will proclaim you are good in the sunrise. 
my life celebrates you are good because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me and I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because Yeah. 
Share something so make sure that they can hear. Okay, a couple Sundays ago during worship service, I saw in the spirit a giant lion's head over the sound booth back there, and there were angels that lined the aisles. And during worship service, there were people, and whether they realized it or not, they were releasing their burdens to God. And at that time, the angels would come and they would take those burdens and they would take them back and feed them to the lion. And when that happened, God would then pour down blessings on. Jesus, ah, we worship you, God. We worship you, God. Oh, we worship you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, just worship him. Don't worry if someone's listening to you. If you have to find a place apart from everyone around you So you can be alone with your God He is here, He is
does it sound like? What does it sound like? What does it look like when God comes down? What does it sound like? Open our eyes. We want to see, oh God. Oh, yeah, yeah. What does it sound like? You sing heaven's song. What does it feel like when heaven comes down? What does it look like when God is all around? Let it come. What does it sound like when you sing heaven's song? What does it feel like when heaven comes down? What does it look like when God is all around? Let it come. Let it come. to the, this next part of this chorus before we get to the next part and some of you know the song some of you don't but the Lord is wanting to just kind of bring a place of revelation to us and that will kind of move us into a different place you know all of us come in as as Michelle shared the vision that she had all of us come in to church to service every day sometimes we come carrying burdens and this morning what Michelle saw, the Lord really wants to be a, a reality for each one of us here this morning. We can come in and we can sing about God's goodness all day long. We can come in and he, we can hear preaching about God's goodness. And those are good things. 
But God's heart is not really satisfied until we receive of His goodness. And so as we move into, before we do anything else, what I'd like you to do is get to where you're going to be comfortable. And if that means sitting down, if that means just because you're going to be closing your eyes. And the Lord just really wants to kind of bring us and walk us through some things for just a few moments, and then we'll get back into worship. What is that thing that has had your attention? What have we been looking at with fear and worry and trembling in our hearts? Is it a financial situation? Is it a family situation? Is it a need of health and healing for an individual? What is that one thing that captures our attention? I know we've been singing like, what does it look like when heaven comes down? But even in the midst of our worship here this morning, is there something that has been in the back of your mind? What am I going to do? What are we going to do? How are they going to get through? Whatever that one thing is, just, just allow that to come into focus. <laughs> just keep your eyes closed and allow that one situation to come into focus. Again, whatever the nature of it is, financial, spiritual, physical, whatever, it doesn't matter. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And now just begin to see in your mind's eye, in your sanctified imaginations, just begin to see the goodness of God overtaking, <laughs> coming into that situation. <laughs> See, your good, good God <laughs> changing everything. Nothing is impossible for me, saith the Lord. Nothing is too hard for me. Nothing and no one. Nothing's too hard for me. Thank you, Jesus. Now, some of you, that, that hard, difficult situation... <laughs> You see the goodness of God come in and you see it kind of bounce off. And in your mind, you're thinking, but the will of the person. God, what, the will of the person, the person's making bad choices. I've got good news for you this morning. In Romans, it's either 2, 4 or 4, 2. Apologize for not looking it up right quick. But it talks about how the goodness of God leads people to repentance. And so if you've got a, a situation of a loved one that... You just kind of keep seeing the goodness of God just bounce off. The goodness of God, it just keeps, keeps seeming to bounce off. I want you to allow yourself to get past that place of whatever that experience and understanding has been of things in the past. And just allow the goodness of God 
to lead to repentance. <laughs> nothing is impossible, nothing I know why, nothing is too hard for me, saith the Lord. Nothing is impossible, nothing I know what I can do it if you will believe, if you will believe. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I am so guilty so many times of going to that place of prayer, and many times for other people, you know, I'll see what God wants to do, and it's just so easy to say, yes, Lord, you know, yes, bless this one, bless, do that, do that, do that, God. And sometimes it's hard for us to come for ourselves. And again, you know, if you've had a long-standing, even a health situation or something that's just, just been really difficult, it's difficult sometimes to just see the goodness of God coming into that situation. <laughs> but I'm trusting this morning that that's, you're seeing something different. There's only one thing left. Thank you, Jesus. And it's to receive. So if you've seen the goodness of God overtake a situation in your life, and I'm not talking about a past situation, but this one that's there in front of you that has been plaguing you and, and, and just causing you to stew or have a, a, a tough place in your gut, and if you've seen the goodness of God overcome in that situation... All you need to do is say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I believe I receive. <laughs> yes, Lord. And as you sing this to him, see and believe you receive. Take it this morning. Take it this morning. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, just tell him, yes, Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I believe, I receive. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I believe I receive your breakthrough in this thing. I believe I receive your goodness in my life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I believe I receive. Your goodness, your goodness, oh, your goodness, your goodness. Your 
have received, then you should be able to sing about the goodness of God in a whole new way and in a whole new light. How is it that we could come and sing and shout sing and shout if we've believed we received so let's do it mm, yeah, 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 yeah. you are good you are good oh god i just pray right now in the name of jesus i just pray right now father lord let a dance let a dance of thanksgiving come let a dance of praise come let a dance of thanksgiving come, a dance of faith come. It's time to begin to dance by faith. It's time to take it now by faith. It's time to dance by now by faith. If you believe you receive time to dance now by faith. Step on the head of the one who's been beaten. 
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in here this morning. Hallelujah. He is a good God. Let me pray for you. Just lift your hand to the Lord this morning and say, Father, come on, say, Father, let your goodness overtake me. That you are a good God. You want good things for me. And I believe I receive your goodness right now in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give him some praise for his goodness this morning. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, we want to get out of our seats, meet and greet somebody this morning. If you're here visiting, we welcome you to Living Word Fellowship this morning. If you see some mothers, tell them Happy Mother's Day. Let's meet and greet somebody this morning just for a little bit.
Freestyle battle. Sure, he's three years old. Well, maybe that's why he got served. <laughs> and for the record, it's don't hate the player, hate the game. Oh. <laughs> Here's a word. Uh, here it comes. Got a little. Hello, 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 hello. We'll let him get the mic adjusted here. Praise God. There we go. Okay, well, we've got uh, our announcements here, and I think they've got them ready to go. So we're going to hit it. Good morning, Living Word Fellowship Church. Welcome again to another fabulous Sunday morning. Moms, happy Mother's Day. Have an amazing and blessed day. Welcome to Living Word Fellowship Church once again, everybody. Let this day be a blessed one. Hey guys, we are having our family life group on Friday, May 17th at 6 o'clock at Crystal Beach Park here in Woodward. Please join us for a fabulous time. We'll have lots of fun, and we're going to be playing a, a scavenger hunt and then have some snacks. So please come out, and let's make it a family event. Come out Saturday, May 18th for the back-to-school bash hot dog feed at Adwoods from 10 to 2. Join us. Be there, man. Those are the best hot dogs you'll ever have. Ladies, don't forget, Like a Diamond Girlfriends Conference, May 31st. Through June 1st. Everybody, don't forget, June 19th through the 22nd is our children's camp. Thank you so much for supporting our, our children. You guys uh, have been amazing at doing that. We appreciate you. We have been able to bless many kids to go to this camp. You guys are awesome. Good morning, Living Word Fellowship family. I just wanted to make an announcement about uh, youth camp this year coming up. It's coming up uh, July 31st through August 3rd. We're really excited. Uh, lots of lives were changed. Some people were pounded at Beastie Ball. We're going to have a good time this year. So I uh, just wanted to let everybody know that that's July 31st through August the 3rd. Who can forget about our raffle tickets? There is a drawing on a daily basis. Everybody, they're $10.00. You wish to participate in selling these raffle tickets, see Jessica Nelson for that. Again, $10, and you get to be drawn in every day until the end of the month. If you haven't filled out one of our information update forms, please do so. We need your current and accurate information so that we can send you messages, either e email, snail mail, or by telephone. Thank you.
right, praise God. Yay, Mario, give him a hand. All right, our little creative team there. Miss, Miss Kelly is going to do tithes and offerings. So it's fun to delegate. This is good. Hi, guys. I love you. I've had a revelation this week. <laughs> the light bulb, I had a Ford moment. The light bulb came on. <laughs> you know, I have discovered that the word works. But the question is, will I let it? You know, I just praise God that we are in a church where we are taught about the authority that we have as believers. Because Luke 10:19 says that I, the Lord, have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all. Please say all. all. That's good. All the power of the enemy. <laughs> and we know that we've been given the keys of the kingdom because in Matthew it says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven because whatever you bind on earth, it's bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And I am so thankful that we are a people who believe in standing our ground. We believe in renewing our minds. We believe in inner healing and deliverance. We are the ecclesia, that governing legislative body of Christ, which is arising and finally coming into our place. Praise God. I mean, yay. But sometimes, in my independent thinking, I'd like to believe that because of prayer training, that I can properly cover all the bases by myself. And that's just not true. Because I can bind and loose all I want to. But according to Scripture, there's only one. Say one. One way to effectively rebuke the devourer. And that's by the submissive, quiet, non-militant way of tithing. That one nearly silent act loudly engages God to work his word and do warfare on our behalf that I could never begin to accomplish on my own. In Malachi 3, God talks about our giving in that portion. And he, this is the one place in this whole stack of promises that he encourages us to hold him to his word. And he says that if you'll tithe, I'll not only fill every bucket you have with blessing. I will rise up and defend you against marauders. I'll protect your wheat fields and your vegetable gardens. That's according to the Message Bible. And that's the message of the God of the angel armies. And you know, the word works because God is just. 
And as we tithe, in effect, we are saying that Jehovah is Lord over our finances. And I'm telling you what, when you're talking finances, that's one of the dearest things we know. There is a legal system, a court system in heaven. It is not corrupted. It is perfect. It is just. And it always works in our favor. But it is the word of God that is the decision maker. All things are according to the word. Years ago, Wayne got hold of tithing. Oh, my goodness, he was fanatical. And I was still white-knuckled on that checkbook because I was like, oh, my God, you know, pencil on paper here. This ain't going to work, Wayne. But he was adamant. There wasn't no question about it. Wayne was a tither. And you know what? It worked. It defied all understanding, but it worked. And God began to promote and debt deliver and put us in a place where we could have never, we were breaking out of family tradition, which is just getting by, living hand to mouth. And as I look back, I was like totally amazed. Oh, my God, it's happening. How can this be? I mean, it's just God. He did it in such a way we knew we couldn't have done it. And so as we begin to tithe, according to the legal system in heaven, that takes away the legal right that the enemy had to charge us with withholding. He could not put a lien against us then because we were withholding. And so our tithes actually have a voice in heaven. And that voice aligns with the testimony of Jesus. And that's a testimony of two. And I promise you there's more voices than that in heaven. But that, that voice of agreement of two, that outnumbers the devil. Lord, I just thank you so much for who you are in our lives. I thank you, Lord, for this gathering of believers. I thank you, Lord, for your work in our life. I thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy and your patience. Oh, you are so good to us. And Lord, I just ask today that you would receive these offerings of our heart. Lord, just, just let it be a love letter to you today. Take these things, what we do in the natural, put your super to it. And advance the kingdom of God in a way, Lord, that is unbelievable. And we just ask it in confidence in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Come on, tell your neighbor, say it starts today. It's going to start today. Um, how many of you know that, that we are beginning to shift the mindset, the belief system that God is not mad at you? He is not up there getting ready to throw a lightning bolt down on you to teach you a lesson. Hello? I remember when I was younger, much younger, I would look at the, this was back when some of you guys, you know, someday there's going to be a time up here, Martin, we're going to talk about newspapers, and people are going to not know what newspapers are. There was a time, even in Woodward, where a newspaper would come to your house, and it would actually, somebody would deliver it, other than the mail person now. I mean, recently they've changed, I guess recently, that all of a sudden I started getting my newspaper instead of in the first thing in the morning, I'd get it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when my mail came. I'm sorry, I canceled my subscription. It's like, you know, but then it's old news. Now with the Internet, with technology, with all this stuff that's taken place, people may look at certain things and say, wow, I didn't even realize that that was there. But years ago, I used to get the newspaper in the morning, and I would open it up, and they had what was called the comic section, the funnies. Anybody ever look at the funnies in the newspaper? Yeah. There was a funny. You know how I got my... I didn't go to church much. I didn't know a whole lot about God. I didn't really have a relationship with God. I, the only way I knew to get my, my theology of who God was was a comic strip called B.C. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And he was constantly doing something and then looking up to see if God was going to hit him with a lightning bolt. So a lot of times that's what we would be afraid of. So I was afraid if I did something wrong that I was going to end up being a puff of smoke. And then when it didn't happen, I thought, I wonder how come that didn't happen. And then sometimes we even go to our life. Can I speak the truth to you this morning? We can just go through our life and say, you know what? We challenge those things of God. And I'm here to tell you, don't challenge it. Because God is God and I am not. Amen. But I had this idea, this thought, this mindset that if I made one mistake, then I was out of line. And, and I, we all make mistakes. In fact, the Bible says all have sinned and come short from the glory of God. It says there's none righteous, no, not one. It's because of what Jesus Christ has done for us that makes us righteous, not on how good you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's the truth. That's actually the Bible. That's actually the Bible. As I was sitting here this morning and, and right after worship and and I was laying some things down, I realized that there's some of us that can come together and you actually can keep what you got if you want to keep it. Because God's going to give you a choice. Say, I have a choice. And there's a lot of people that don't like this about God, but God does give us a choice. He says, choose life or death. Choose this day. I mean, he even talked about Joshua that, you know, it was choose this day who you're going to serve. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to what? Serve the Lord. So that means that Joshua had a choice whether he served God or not. Oh, come on, somebody. He had a choice. You guys all had a choice of whether you came to church this morning, right? You all had a choice of whether you got up this morning and what you chose for breakfast or not breakfast or what time you went to bed last night. Come on, somebody. 
Now, there's some of you that may have worked all night long, and you might not have had a choice what time you had to go to bed. But most of the time, we have a choice. I just want to, before I get into this, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day. Come on, Happy Mother's Day. And we're going to just, God is good because he provided us mothers. Did you know that? <laughs> and, you know, and, we're, and God is so good that, you know, when he, made, when he made Adam, he made Eve because he knew that Adam needed a helpmate. And we all need helpmates, amen? Back to that choice, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Listen to what it says. It says, for indeed we've had the good news preached to us. Just as they also, but the word that they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those that heard it. So you can come into church. Are you hearing me? You can come into church and you can leave your faith at the door. You can leave your faith in the car. You can leave your faith at home. And you can actually come in here and not profit. I want you to profit. So if you got your faith, get that faith. Just pull it in. Come on, just do like this. I'm going to pull my faith into this situation. It's kind of like tithing. What happened was, was he got his faith into giving. When I was 24 and was struggling to be able to make things financially. I barely had enough money to put food on my table. I barely had enough money to, to, to raise the children. Are you with me? I barely had enough money to pay insurance. And, you know, at that time I had bought a house and was making payments for that. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I had that, and I got that same thing. I got that same revelation. I got that same thing to say, you know what? My money has got to have some faith behind it. Oh, come on, somebody. See, what happens is we begin to start bringing our faith in, and we begin to start saying, okay, my money had to have a purpose, and I wanted my money to have a purpose for the kingdom of God. Because we have a choice. You have a choice today, whether you give to the back-to-school bash or whether you help, you know, help backpacks for kids that don't need it, or excuse me, that need it greatly, or if you, if you, if you give into other things, to where people are saying, people, let's just laugh at that. Or you take your money and you give to other things that people don't need it. Hello? You know, somebody one time said, well, you know, you know, General Mills, they, they, they want you to have a good breakfast. Their whole idea is for you to have a good breakfast. I said, really, why don't you go to the grocery store and you put that box of Cheerios up on there and you just say, hey, look. General Mills wants me to have a really good breakfast. That's their most important concern. I'm just going to take this home, and they're going to go, not until you pay for it. <laughs> it's like they're not, they're like, you're not going anywhere. If you walk out there, we'll put you in handcuffs, we'll throw you in jail, and you can call General Mills on your own, right? So what you have to understand is that we've got to take it in mixed faith, say mixed faith. See, because Paul, it was actually the, the Hebrew writer, and there's, different ones that they think wrote Hebrews, and there could be a culmination of writers for Hebrews. What he was saying is that we preach the good news. Say good news. 
I mean, there is some good news today. I mean, you can turn on the, the radio, you can turn on the television, you can see all these different things and think that there isn't any good news going on. But I'm here to tell you that God is still alive. He is not dead. He is still working in the hearts. He had sons and daughters on the face of the earth, that you are royalty, that you have destiny, that you have a plan and a purpose for your life, that it ain't over until it's over. And it ain't over. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to get excited in this place today because there's some good news. Turn to two, three people and say, there's some good news. That's some good news. That's some good news. You're going to be all right. One of the good news things this morning is that you were able to lay something down. Give something to him. And I realized that every time I went to lay something down for the Lord, what the enemy would tell me is that you shouldn't lay that down because you know, he's going to take that away. God gives and he takes away. I don't believe that he's going to give you something good and then turn around and take it away from you. Hello? I believe that he'll take, if you will give him something today, then he will give you back something better than what you, oh, come on, somebody, than what you gave up. And that's what Pastor Sean was talking about, being able to receive. I want to be able to receive. So we've got to take this thing, this word of God, and, and actually, there was, the Bible even talks about some traditions of men that when they used, did those traditional things, that they made the word of God null and void. Now, that's contrary to what some of, sometimes we think. Wait a minute. His word in Isaiah 55, it says it'll go out and do what it's planned and purpose to do. But I'm also looking at this scripture here, and I'm saying, wait a minute. The Hebrew writer said they didn't receive anything because they didn't mix it with faith. Let's mix that thing. You got a stirrer or something? Stir that up. Do something that, you know. Mothers are really good at stirring cake and batter and pancakes and waffles. And, but we're mixing with faith, right? We're going to mix it with faith with something today. So we're going to talk about the goodness of God. We're going to begin to look at some mothers because the, without moms, dads wouldn't be here. Come on. Without moms, I don't even know if I'd be here. I'm very sensitive today. Sensitive today to the fact that maybe you're like me and you don't have your biological mother on the earth. Sensitive to the fact that maybe you're like me and my mother's gone on to be with Jesus. And so I want to be sensitive as we move forward through today for not only those that, that have their biological mother, and I'm thankful that your mother's here, but there are times from us that this may be a day that you may not think about your mom all year. You may think about her every day if she's not here. But like me, you know, I don't spend a lot of time because I know to be absent with the body with her, to be present with the Lord. I know that she's in heaven. And I know that I don't, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about her. But today, when it comes, there's some times where I spend some thought. There's times where I look back in my life, and I was the youngest of five, and we were we were in a, a prayer meeting on, on Wednesday, and we were talking about some different issues in their lives. And it's amazing how many, how many people have had either miscarriages or siblings that have gone on and be with the Lord. And I'm the youngest of five, but yet I have a younger sister. And some of you may not know that. I have a younger sister that died. She only lived for about a week. My mother had German measles. Um, at that time during the pregnancy, and my sister wasn't able to survive. But she's in heaven. Hello? She's in heaven. So 
there are there are times when I think about my mother, there's some good things that we can think about. How many of you know that I was the youngest of five, so there was some really tough things that I could think about too? Because everything I tried to do on my mom, you know what I mean? It's like she'd already figured that out. She had, I, you know, I had three sisters and a brother, and they already tried it out. Hello? Because I would be in the living room, and she'd say, put that down. I'm like, how she know that? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, so, uh, anyways, I, I just want to try to finish up with something. We have a gift for all the mothers today, and we want to be able to honor you as mothers today. But I want to talk a little bit about where this began to start from, and where did the term mother come from? And what was the first mention of it in the Bible? Are you going to go on just a short journey with me? Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Turn to, to a mother in here and tell them Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. It kind of starts in Genesis chapter 3. And if you've, got, if you've got your Bible, iPad, phone, you can turn to Genesis chapter 3. And it really begins, mother begins to really be, to really take the forefront. Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, and it's really the first time that mother is really mentioned. It talks about Adam, his wife, Eve, because she would become the mother of all the living. So here's Eve, the mother of what? All the living. It's the first representation of mother in the Bible. And in the Old Testament, the word, the term mother, there, in the Old Testament, the term mother was actually had respect. It actually had honor. And I know women haven't been allowed to vote. I don't know what time, when it was, 1917 or 21 or something like that, that women finally had the opportunity to be able to vote. But I want you to know, because you're a mother, there are special rights, there are special privileges that the Lord releases on to you, and there are special, I want to say, an heritage that comes from Eve, that comes from the very beginning, that comes even through the Old Testament. So uh, Nelson's Bible Dictionary, I, I looked up mother, and it basically said a, a female parent of a household. But in the Hebrew there was the family, and a, a lot of us know about the blessing of the firstborn and how the Hebraic society had the blessing of the oldest male that was the first one that he received the inheritance. But I want you to know that in the Hebrew family, the mother did occupy a very high position that women of other nations didn't enjoy at that time. The Hebrew women were actually honored in a way. The mother's duties were primarily domestic. You know, they were in the home. But she held was held in high regard in Hebrew society. And a lot of times we'll look at it and the, the, we, we think that, you know, mother is less than. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, you're definitely not less than. Definitely not less than. The mother was the lover of the children. The mother was the caretaker. She her heart was deeply embedded in her family. And I, I, I often begin to think about how the motherhood was highly respected. Do you remember, as you read through Scripture, that if Sarah didn't have a child, 
then the society would look on her differently because she was barren, because she didn't have a child. Do, do you understand that? Do you, do you remember you remember reading any of that at all? It was because the motherhood was honored. The motherhood was valued. To have a child, oh, come on, somebody. To have a child was would, would bring the mother honor. It would bring the mother value. Oh, come on now. You know, women were made to reproduce. Are you with me? So that's a natural, normal thing of reproduction. It's the way God designed it. And there were times where women actually in the Old Testament were on the same plane as men. Did you realize that? Because a lot of times we think, well, they were oppressed and society oppressed them. And Jesus came in. And when Jesus came in, he elevated women to a higher place and put them on the same level as men. But I want to share with you, even before Jesus came in within the Old Testament, you can begin to see that. Did you know that there were women that held some public positions? of honor, of dignity, of high esteem, high authority. In Exodus fifteen twenty, you find Miriam. Miriam was a prophetess. She wasn't, she was a prophetess. Of course, she would prophesy to the nation of Israel. Did you know in Judges chapters 4, verses 4 and 5, it talks about a judge that was a woman? Oh! <laughs> Now, I mean, our society today, mainly men are judges, but we have women that serve on the Supreme Court of this nation, and, and they were a judge, and her name was, was Deborah. She not only was a prophetess, but she was also a judge. Did you know Hadula? She was also a prophetess. She held in, in, was held in high regard. She was held in high esteem. So among the patriarchs, the, those before you know, Noah, Adam, Jacob, the patriarchs and the matriarchs, they had a prominent place. So I don't know why we've ever tried to think that motherhood is less than being a dad. And I could talk about the value of the mother today. As we begin to look at it, we realize that there are many mothers that were called not just the mother of the living, but also mother over nations. Sarah was the mother of Isaac. Sarah was called the mother of nations in Genesis seventeen sixteen. Jacob obeyed his father and his mother, and his mother evidently was a chief counselor. One of the commandments is honoring your father and your, honoring your father and your, See, God's not leaving them out. God's not leaving the moms out. And there was one place in the law where the mother is even placed before the father in reverence. You can find that in Leviticus 19.3. The greatest comfort imaginable is when a mother comforts a son. The greatest comfort imaginable is when a mother comforts her son or a mother comforts a daughter. The Spirit of God can comfort us. The Father can pull us in a lap. 
there's something that God releases when a mother brings comfort. And it's biblical, Isaiah 66, and read through it where Isaac was comforted. See, there's such a difference between moms and dads. There's such a difference when not just children or grandchildren, when they, when they fall and get a boo-boo on their knee. The moms are like, oh, let me kiss it. Come here. Come in, lovely mommy. Take good care of it, right? And the dad's like, suck it up. Come on, boy, get up. You'll be all right. And then Shelly would look at me and go, honey, he's only three. <laughs> well, he's got to learn now. <laughs> do, do you understand the difference? So would you agree that there is a special comfort that comes from mom? We've, we've got our grandchildren close to us, and one of them may fall and get hurt, and they'll run right past me, me, and Papa. We're just thinking, you know what I mean? We're grandparents. Oh, come on. And there's like, I'm going to mom. Say, there's nothing like mom. I mean, there really isn't anything like mom. And you can look back and think back about your mother and how there was times of comfort. So womanhood or motherhood, it was evident throughout the whole Bible. You can begin to look. And you can see how mothers were honored. The mother of John the Baptist was Elizabeth. Anybody remember Elizabeth? She was Elizabeth. She was pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary was pregnant with Jesus. And, you know, Mary went to go see Elizabeth and visit and didn't even know that Elizabeth was pregnant. And then when she showed up, the, the Bible talks about that, that, they, that they leapt in the womb. They, they, the, the, the spiritual connection that was there between Elizabeth and John the Baptist and Mary and Jesus, that there was, there was something there that was a connection even in the womb. So I look at these and I begin to think about Mary, the mother of John Mark in Acts chapter 12. I think about Eunice, the mother of Timothy. In fact, just let's go to 2 Timothy. I just want to look at a couple scriptures. 2 Timothy, I want to look at verses. Is it okay if we get in the Bible? came to church let's get in the word at least you know second timothy i want us to look at chapter one i want to look at um second timothy one let's look at verses five through three verse five excuse me second timothy chapter one verses five Let's start out at verse 5. I'm glad some of you guys are paying attention. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I'm sure that is in you as well. Wow. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. There is a spiritual principle that there is a faith of the grandmother that came to the faith of the mother that is now being transferred. Oh, come on, somebody. Or evidenced or identified 
or singled out and said, wait a minute, there's that faith, and where did that faith come from? And it came from his mother Eunice. He goes on and says, I'm sure that it is in you as well. Verse 6, for this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. So there was a transference. Laying on of hands can transfer things. Hello? And, and, and I'm not talking about just bad things. I'm talking about there can be some good things. In, in the Old Testament, when, when the, the, the patriarch of the family would bring in the oldest son, he would literally lay hands on him and identify him as this is my firstborn. He's going to get everything. And guess what? In that identity, you also have the responsibility to take care of the rest of the family. Because I heard somebody go, how come they don't do that nowadays? Do you want to take the care of the rest of the family? You better be careful what you ask for. Are you with me? You say, well, you know what? If I do that and transfer that, then you, get, you also get everything the, the dad had in inheritance. It was all saved up and it was all put in the firstborn blessing of the, the man that was the firstborn. But he also had the responsibility of taking care of the whole family. Now, if you were Abraham's firstborn, how many of you would like to have the responsibility of taking care of two million? No, we're not talking about $2 million. We're talking about $2 million people. That's a big responsibility. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing good just taking care of myself, preacher. I mean, you know, <laughs> going to take care of a couple million people. So he began to see this transference. There was a laying on of the hands. There was this transference of that. So what about Jesus? Did you know that he was identified? He was, the Bible calls him the firstborn of many. In Matthew chapter 13, they talked about Jesus. They were like, hey, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother named Mary? And aren't those his brothers? See, some people will think, well, Jesus didn't have no brothers. Well, the Bible says he had brothers. Well, there's his brothers, his brothers, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. And th those are his brothers. And what about those sisters? He had some sisters. The Bible doesn't name the sisters, but the Bible does say that he had some sisters. It's like, isn't this... Like, the Jesus family? There was the brothers, there was the sisters, and, and they said, man, where did this man get these things? And the Bible talks about how they were offended at him. The last thing Jesus did on the cross was amazing. A lot of times we look at it and we think he's on the cross and he's done the finished work and he says, it is finished. But one of the things that I want you to understand, he didn't identify dad he had a relationship. He didn't identify fathers, but he did identify who was going to take care of his mama. I watched those, some sports games, and there's a different culture. There's a culture that I came out of in, in North Carolina, and, and it's a black culture. The black culture have a revere and honor of their mama. Because a lot of times the daddy's not, away, uh, not around. So everything they do is they honor their mother. I mean, I've seen it. I was, I've been involved in it. I mean, it'd be like, Shorty, just stand up here just a minute. Now, I remember in the high school, I had this buddy of mine. He was 6'4 in the 7th grade. He was 6'4 in the 7th grade. He could, and his mother would come out here, and she'd say, Tobe, come here. And she would grab him like that. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And I'm thinking, here's this guy, this huge guy, you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, mama, okay, mama, okay, mama. She would grab him and she'd say, son, I told you to go sit down. And he would go sit down. Let's tell Shorty to sit down, amen? 
He's too big for me. But there was, it's, a, it's a culture. And they honored their mother. And I've seen them win accolades. And the first thing they say is, I want to thank my mama. 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 They're honoring and respecting mother. And I began to think about Jesus on the cross. And, and, he, and he looked at them and he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And he's going through this amazing thing to reconcile us back to God. And he looks down and he says, there's my mom. I'm paraphrasing. There's my mama. And there's John. John, that's your mama. Mama, that's your son. I'm stepping out of the picture, and he, be- oh, I can feel the spirit coming in on that one. And he, and he began to identify that. And a lot of times we'll just read over it and we forget about it. But Jesus looked and he said, there's one thing I think that maybe I got to take care of. Dad, let me take care of this. Mom, John's going to take care of you. John, that's your mama. Take care of her. He said it right. He said it straight. He put it in line. He got things lined up, and it's like, I'm finished. This is done. He didn't look to the dad. Are you with me? He said, I've got to take this. I've got to take care of this thing. The fact is, according to the scriptures, mothers and fathers today should be respected, should be honored. And there's times through our 14 years, almost 15 years of pastor in this church that we've come in on Mother's Day and not really celebrated mothers, you know, because I'm in the middle of a a series and we do this or do that. And I thought, wait a minute, if the world's going to take this away, I don't want the church to take it away. So we want to honor mothers. We're going to honor mothers today. And I thought, what better way of honoring mothers than, number one, identifying that mothers, you are valuable You matter. You are important. In fact, let me say this. You are magnificent. You are amazing. You are incredible. Let me say this. I I began to start thinking about what moms do. And I was the youngest of five, and I'm telling you, it's a little bit different back then than it is now. But mothers cooked meals. My mom did laundry. Seems like all the time. And it wasn't back then where she was beating it on a rock. We actually, I think, did have a, we had a washing machine. We didn't have a dryer much because we hung out a lot of clothes. It's hard to do that out here in Oklahoma unless they're four houses down. Think about this. We're going to show a video, and we've got a little gift to give you. Mother's clean house. Wash dishes. I think there was multitasking way before it was labeled as multitasking. Here's a little here's a, l- a little something what kids say about moms. Moms kiss boo-boos. Moms take us places. Helps with homework. Makes me laugh. Makes me feel special. Plays with me. Mom is a doctor, a referee, a personal chef, and a teacher all in one. Loving, 
caring, devoted, kind, smart, and cool. <laughs> Supermom! That's what I should have. We should have gave out t-shirts, little Superman t-shirts with a big red S on there and to all the mothers. Maybe, maybe we'll do that next time. The kids said that mom has eyes and ears in the back of her head. One said, mom should be a billionaire if she only got paid for all that she did. And I found this special prayer of a mother and her daughter. And I just, I want to share this special prayer with you, man. Dear God, dear God, thank you for my beautiful daughter. Thank you for my beautiful mommy. Watch over her as she sleeps tonight. Don't let her have any sad or bad dreams. Keep her from harm, sickness, and pain. Make Daddy keep loving her. Help me to teach her to love learning. Please let Mommy read me lots of books tomorrow. To be honest. And don't let her find the bracelet that I broke. And to be nice to her brother. And if she does find it, make her think that it was my brother that broke it. Help her to think of others. Please make my brother feel better and not be sick anymore. Before she thinks of herself. Because I'm getting sick of saying I'm not going to the park. In your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. P.S. Don't let her find the chocolate wrappers either. And God... Let her have a really happy Mother's Day. Come on, let's give the moms a big clap of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> I hope that will carry you through this day. But I want to more than just carry you through this day because I believe Mother's Day should be every day. And we honor and bless the mothers. So, Jessica, we've got the children, and they have got some special gifts for you. Um, if you will, we just want the moms to stand. If you guys would just stand a moment, just the moms, that you have children. And I try to preface this because in the past we've had Mothers that weren't biological mothers but, but have children, whether it's foster care children or blended families. So we just want you to also stand. And I'd like for the rest of us just to give them a great big praise and, and thank God for them. Because they, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. Wow, good morning. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, our kids, our kids, you know. They have worked really, uh, really hard making a very special Mother's Day gift for their special mommies and grandmas. Um, and we just want to um, just want to bless you guys, this ladies this morning, not guys, ladies this morning. But also as the kids um, give their own moms and um, grandmas their little special gift. I want the other ones to remain standing because we also have a special um, gift for you as well um, that the kids worked really hard or, you know, went and got. So, um, so are we all up here? And... Um, so, um, I'm going to have the kids go give their mommies their little gift. 
Um, yeah, he may go now. So a happy mother. Remember to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. And I really encourage you to um, to call your mom today and just tell her you love her. And even if you haven't spoken to her for a while, you know, just, just call her and tell her you love her. And, you know, or your daughter. Or, you know, even if you haven't talked to your daughter in so long or your grandma, you know, just call them and just tell them, you know, you love them. We're going to ask that when you receive your gift, go ahead and to be seated. When you receive your gift, go ahead and be received. Go ahead and be seated. Yes. Um, yes. And those that don't have a gift, please remain standing. And our fifth and sixth graders, our girls, will hand those out. And if any of the other kids want to help out, you are more than welcome to help out. I think they're in the back, so. Um, just bear with them. There's only a couple of them this morning, so they're going to make sure that you get a gift. They're like, I want to open this thing up and see what's in that thing. We just want to make sure that you are blessed today in everything that you have. I, I want to echo what Jessica said. We've seen some tremendous things the Bible says it's the goodness of God, Sean alluded to it earlier, that brings a man to repentance of changing their mind, that the goodness of God will be able to come upon your life. Make some phone calls. If you have a mother that you've not talked to or been connected to, my prayer is that God will open up those connections. We've seen some tremendous things begin to happen even through these. So they're still coming with some more gifts if you just see one of the ladies standing, just go ahead and give them one of the gifts. And they're coming back there. We thank you for your patience. The Bible says those that are last will be first. So those of you that are thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm going to be the last to get a gift. You're going to know that uh, God thinks you're first. Once you get it, you can be seated. Once you have your gift, you can be seated. We've got a couple more here, Miss Jessica. Oh, she's going to pray and it's going to multiply in the name of Jesus. Anybody want to give a testimony while they're waiting about the goodness of God? We've got time for a couple testimonies about the goodness of God. Anybody want to share how good God is and testify in front of somebody else? I know your knees knock. And... Come on. Here, look, I want to hand this back to you. God has always been wonderful to me. I love him with all my heart. He is my savior, my everything. And I just wanted to thank all my kids that came with me today. I appreciate them and I love them. Anybody else? I'm stalling for some time to, for her to bring the gifts in. So I got bit last week where a spider is getting better. And my mother's not alive. And I hope my daughter calls me. She forgets me every year. And I love you guys, and thank you, and keep praying for Sean. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Come on, Shirley. Come on, Andy. 
I'm coming to you, sis. There's so many things I thank God for. Uh, when I was born, I was 11 pounds, and I was a big baby, and I still am. <laughs> and uh, I've been healed of cancer seven, seven times. <laughs> and uh, the devil had an assignment for me several years ago, and Pastor Eric heard God, and and uh, I got better, and then I got this nausea and stuff, and uh, the Lord's healed me of that. And um, I just uh, thank everyone for their flowers and visits and hospital visits and and everything that. All the cancer I've had, I haven't had to have chemo or radiation. And with with the colon cancer, I didn't have to uh, have a bag or anything. And so now I'm working like two hours a day for two weeks. And some days I feel on top of the world, and I know that's Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sandy. I think that I'm not sure where she went to get the other bags, but there's some more with the kids. If those of you just put your hand up or, or that you haven't received a gift yet, there's some over here. And Twyla's right over here. I love giving gifts, especially. It's cool. Could we take this opportunity to bless and Say we love the mothers of the house. <laughs> Pastor Shelley and Pastor Virginia are the mothers of our house, and we should honor them. Hey, hey. Why don't you all stand just a moment? Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for the mothers. We do value, honor them. And I thank you, Lord God, that as the blessings even were transferred by the grandmother, Lois, to, to Eunice, the mother, and to Timothy, that you are transferring your blessings. I just ask that you just continue to bring these mothers to a place of encountering your love and your goodness. We ask you just to continue to strengthen and bless them. We honor them today as you would honor them. Let it be pleasing to you today. We thank you for the gift of mothers that you've given us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You guys are dismissed. If you want prayer today, uh, we would love to pray for you today. Just come on up and we will definitely introduce you to Jesus if you don't know him. If you have an issue that we'd love to pray for you, come on up and we'll pray for you.